And now, stand and cheer for your Talking Basketball Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. I am Paul. What an intro, Mark. You've been busy. That's, that was that was. Well, you have know. been busy. That was not too bad. I think that's one of the one of the better ones we've done so far. Yeah. Well, I, I've challenged Mark to come up with a new intro every uh, every now and again. Every now and then, and see what happens. Yeah. So, welcome everyone to another edition of the Talking Basketball Podcast. And this week, once again, we're going to break down some of the games that have been happening and things around in the basketball world. In the basketball world, but I know world. everyone is dying to know. Mark, where are we in the global comedy rankings for podcasts? Because this this is a joke. I, I don't remember. I told you. I've forgotten. 833 in the world it's for global a, comedy. Thank you, world. Thank, thank you, you, world. I have no idea why, but thank you, world. That's really weird. Wow. People must be <laughs> laughing at this. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the things that keeps you going. That's for sure. And a huge thank you, I guess, because, Mark, we're staring. Staring. 10,000 downloads in the face. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't make it. Honestly, every, every day you look 10K. at it. Yeah, every day you look at it and you think, no, that's, that can't be us. But it is. So thank you so much. And as always, if you haven't listened to other ones previously, go back and have a listen. But get more people. Get more people sending stuff in as well. We want yeah, to get that's more emails. What we want. Well, Mark, I know all our listeners, the one thing that's on their mind. I'm not near the 250. No. What? No, not near the 250. You yet. haven't got 250 emails yet. No, I want 250 emails. I want them. I might just send you 250 emails. No, because you're gonna spam me and make me sign up for something. Right. That maybe we need to we need to resolve this. Anyone listening now, please email. What's the email, Mark? UK basketball podcast at gmail.com. UK basketball podcast at gmail.com. Pick a team in the BBL. The UK's premier basketball podcast. And Mark will have to support that team for the rest of his life. That's the rule. You agreed. I'm getting uncomfortable on the air. You agreed on there. Look, they're all good. Oh, all right. I've got a tidbit for you later, and it made me so happy, so so happy. Hang on, where's my hat? Oh, it's over there. That's all right. That's good. I need the hat for it. That's why. Oh, okay, that's right. That's well, good. let's crack on. Who's going first? Get your crack on. You first. Well, I always go first. You want to go first? <sighs> go on in. I'll go first. Oh, hang on, Mark. No. I have to go first with this. Yeah, I thought you'd have I've to go first. I've just realised. Yeah. My, what, hang on. I want to say a big shout out to the Surrey Scorchers. <laughs> Mark, they did it. They did it, Mark. This has to be the first thing we talk about. The Surrey Scorchers. It was only a matter of time. I'm just going to... But it's happened, Mark. They got the big W. The they big got w. the win. I'm just going to go back to some of their um, previous fixtures. Uh, home to the Cheshire Phoenix, lost by two. <laughs> Away to the Gladiators. Going in... Oh, I'm trying to think of a, a home court name for them. What's that place in Rome, the arena? What's that called? Colosseum. Yeah. They went to the Colosseum, Mark, to take on no, the Gladiators. They lost by seven. Then they went... No, no, the, the Sharks came and they lost by three. So they're losing by nothing. And finally... It happened, Mark. Surrey against the big giants of Manchester. And they won 98-72. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, 26-point uh, win? 
Yeah, and you know what? It's got to be said. I'm going to throw another one out here. It was too hot in the furnace for the Manchester Giants. The furnace was too much for the Giants to handle. Do you that, get these out of fortune cookies? No, or no I just I did that one as a joke. The, the actual <laughs> furnace is its actual name. That's the nickname. Is it? it? Yeah, it's a really good name as well. Oh, that's, that's a, fantastic. The Surrey Scorchers, the Furnace. That's a great one. Um, and it's, you, you know, we got to talk about the fact that they hit the ground running. They hit the ground running. They had a 20-point lead at halftime, Mark. Blimey. Um, Abdul Mohammed for the Scorchers. Got to talk about him. 16.7 rebounds and two assists. Yeah, that's massive. Um, yeah, he he played a really good game. Justin Robinson, uh, number seventeen, fantastic play. He had twenty three points as well. Um, noteworthy player. I've got to talk about this um, as a guy. I don't think he had loads of court time, but um, I'm trying to say his surname correctly. It's the um, number thirty three, Luke Akisemi. The weekly struggle continues. Yeah, I know, but how, how would you say his surname? Akisem? Akisemi? Something like that. Anyway, he had a great, great drive, took his player on, top of the key, came through, boom, dunk. Um, so that was really good to see. So some great, um, some great and highlights. That was, was that a home? That was in the furnace, Mark, yeah. in the Scorchers, the Scorchers home court. Has um, there, you got their stats do you know if they lost more on the road or it was it a bigger deficit on the road or at home? You know I like to throw you under the bus. Which I have fun. no idea. No, I'm, I I'm, no just, idea. I'm just curious. If I, if I had time to prepare for your throw mm. under the bus questions, that's why I might um, listen, get an answer. That. If you haven't watched Final Destination, that set the standard. You've got to look around the corner because a bus is coming. Yeah, well... I, I, yeah, I'll just let that bus run over me because I don't know, Mark. But I've got to say, Manchester Giants, special mention, special shout out to uh, Austin Lawton. 20 points, eight rebounds and two assists. Wow. Uh, Nike. Um, uh, man, I've just forgotten his name, his first name. Lewis. Lewis, he had nine points, nine assists. Um, but the reason I, those two guys... Uh, is it Nike Lewis? Have I got that right? I can't remember his first name. Bugger. Um, but those two guys were like Lewis, like nine points, nine assists. Almost had a double-double there. Uh, Austin Lawton, 20 points, eight rebounds. He was two rebounds away from a double-double. So, you know, you've got to give a, uh, a shout-out to those guys. And also, double-double is not a common thing that's happening in the BBL. It is not no, common. No, no, Go no. through the games. It doesn't happen no. often. Um, and the one thing I got to say, because I looked and, and you know watched this game in in a bit more detail, I have to say I love love the Scorchers blue kit. Yeah, it is great. Really, what nice a color. great kit! It's like that. You know the one, the blue camo. I don't yep. know if it's a camo or it's like a blue splash thing or yep. whatever. Either way, it looks it looks bloody great. Yep. Love that kit. And original. <clears throat> and original. That's what I like about it. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and, you know, I like to do a little bit of digging, and I have found the Scorchers, through the annals of history, they have got a mascot. Annals. <laughs> oh my God, what is wrong with you? 
They have got a mascot, Mark. Scorcher. Scorcher the dragon. That's good, isn't it? Now, I don't know if he is... Um, that's really good. Scorcher you know, the dragon. The Surrey Scorchers, yeah, a dragon. That's a great idea. Look, the dragon. Great. Scorcher. I'm not sure about the names. Yeah, that's great. Love it. Anyway, I don't know if Scorcher the dragon is... They call him Blaze. Well, or, or Scorcher. Anyway. I need to percolate on that. Um, but I love the idea of a dragon for sure. He, Stuff's a dragon. But the only... I, I, can, I can't see... Um, loads and loads of pictures that are recent of him so i'm trying to work out if he's uh in the you know at the home games or not i don't know oh, but okay I, you know me i love mascots i think it's part of the the entertainment package that comes in so you know big shout out to the surrey scorchers they got over that hump we knew it was coming and you know what um big shout out to them they thoroughly deserve Do it they deserve a round of applause again yeah I was going to let you go first, but then when I read my first note, I thought, oh, crap, the Scorchers, we've got to talk about that. I'm going to take one and then straight into number two because it's relevant. Shoot. Oh, do we need a... We do. Gladiators versus Sharks this week. That was a great game. That was a yes. really, really good game. Went into overtime. And if I said, I know that they, they put down as Lucas... Uh, Pal Palza, I believe. I've got it. Paliza. So, Lucas, I'm sorry. He was match, uh, man of the match. Great, great playing and really, really keeping things going. But Jalen Pipkins kept the game alive for the Sharks. Have you seen this dunk? I'm going to play this to you. Have you seen this dunk? Uh, Mark, this is my highlight. This is my last point. I want to talk oh, about this. It's okay. fine. We'll both talk about it. This is a great play. That. From Sheffield, Mark, that's Jalen uh, Pipkins, Pipkins yeah. number five. <laughs> now, the note I made about that is, first of all, it looked for a brief moment like he was having trouble inbounding the ball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Bennett, oh, crap. Hang on. I cannot, what's that? How are you going to say that? How am I going to say that? Cock. Number, the big man, 25 for the Sheffield Sharks. He turns around. Receives the ball from Pipkins, gives the ball straight back to Pipkins. And this is the note I made. He goes down the baseline yep. and he jumps from the edge of the key. And this is the important thing on my note. What? It looked, I think, Michael Jordan-esque. It did look Jordan-esque, definitely. It looked Jordan-esque. It had that um, Jordan, Kobe, even Vince Carter. It had that sort of, it was very, very athletic, but also you thought... I questioned why he had the space. That's the only thing I'd say of Caledonia. Someone dropped the ball there, because look, he runs around here. There's no way he should have that space at that point. And then, boom. I mean, uh, that dunk is over someone as well. So did you know that Jalen also... Oh, God, look. Yeah, it's outside of the key. Yeah. That is outside of the key. It's further than I thought. Yeah, foot on the key, just as he did it. It's, it's an absolute monster. So that... And also, did you know he hit the three-pointer that pushed them into overtime. Wow. He he hit the clutch three-pointer that put them into overtime. So, although Caledonia won, massive, massive shout-out to for keeping them in the in the game because that was, that was frankly unbelievable. If you haven't seen the highlight, uh, but British Basketball League have got a load of clips out there for Jalen. That was but great. That, the Gladiators and the Sharks, brilliant, brilliant 
game and really, really enjoyable to watch, which flips me nicely into my second point. And I'm going to start it off with a clap. And this is going out to the two teams in Caledonia. Two teams. Two teams. Ah, the men's and the women's team for the Caledonia, Caledonia Gladiators. Both played in the Euro Cup. Both played in the Euro Cup. Both won their games. Nice. First games in, in Europe. We were actually commenting on the show last time. The women's show was on whilst the show was going on. The women went on to win and they were playing uh, SL Benfica and they went on to win 73-52 and that was an away game. Uh, sorry, that was a home game. So fantastic for them. And then the men's game, the men actually won their game 80-68 against BCCU CBU uh, and they're playing again tonight. So the men are get, playing again tonight against Anwil and they're playing up in Scotland at home. So that would be a great game to go and watch. But I think it was really, I just wanted to highlight that, that they both went in first games in the Euro Cup and they won both of them, both teams from Caledonia. I mean, that's that's a fantastic achievement for seeing UK teams going into Europe and competing at that at high level because it's not easy. When, when we think of the BBL, we think of it as such a, like a small sort of concentrated league. And you think they're going in there now and they're competing, the women's and the men's, and they're winning. Yeah, that's First great. First game in there, brilliant. It's great to see. Um, and there was one thing I wanted to show you, which was from the previous thing. And I've totally forgotten about it. So I'm going to go. So the thing I was going to show you, I forgot to show you in the previous thing. Caledonia versus Sheffield Sharks, the Gladiators. Let's use their full name. On the FIBA website, have you seen this? And I'm just showing Paul an image now. Yes. And on, on the yeah, FIBA yeah. website, they show you... A Mark, where do you think I get all my stats from? I know. I know you probably live on this. But as a player, I'm just throwing it out there. As a player, do you want to see where you're hitting the shots, missing yes, the shots? this is invaluable. Yeah. So what Mark, Mark's showing me here is a picture of the court. Um, and basically, it's a, I guess, a positive or a negative mark on the court where yep. you have shot and scored or missed. Yeah. That is invaluable. Yeah, it's so, great, isn't it? And so this goes through onto the FIBA website. Can you pick a player and see that by by Go player? For it. Go for it. Just pick anyone. Um, Bang. Yeah, you there can. You look at that. Now, how interesting this. is that data? Okay, so you can, but you can look at that player and yeah, um, and you can one, see where two, they're three, going four, offensively. Five. I think you can do offensive and defense, and you can look at which quarters as well. But look at that. So I'm just looking at that player. And if I was trying to play against him, make him go right. So his shot percentage, there's Michael. when it goes to the right, yeah. he's, he's one and missing. out of six. Yeah, He's one for six. All his points have come from the left-hand side of the court. I mean, that's invaluable information. That's what statisticians should be looking at. Yeah. When that guy comes in, feeding that to the players or the player who is marking him. That's invaluable. I would be interested to see, for a game like this, Imagine when you have, this is Caledonia and Sheffield. They're both arenas that have got the crowd all around them. I'd be very interested to see what it'd be like if you're like Surrey Scorchers or Bristol Flyers. They've got the, the, the wall of sound, the wall like of sound on one side only. I wonder how that affects your play because you're hitting on the right one side, hitting on the left, the other Maybe. side with the crowd. That could have an effect, especially with a wall of sound like they have there. But 
I was looking at this thinking, is this good? Is this bad? I know this is progress, but I would say that is fantastic. Go back 20 years or, you know, go back to the, the 90s era and, you know, that sort of era. They didn't they didn't have stuff like that. The statisticians might have been sat there beavering away, but they wouldn't have been sitting there going, he's hitting most of his shots from that. They would have just had, I don't know, ideas, wouldn't they? If someone's from that era, let us know. Let us know how they did it. We'd love to know. What did they do back in the 80s and stuff? Because you, you get a feeling it. of someone's hitting those things down the side. But I just saw this and what I think, and I'm going to say this, BBL have done really well here. This is from the ticker tape on the top of the BBL website. And it yeah. says FIBA. As soon as you click into that, it takes you to this page. And so, you can actually break it down play by play. That's yeah, why I really like it's it as well. really, really good. So, Matt, you know, for all of the uh, criticism that I had originally of the BBL, they in how the website was use, usable, this is a massive step. By having this accessible and there, it, it means you can get I, some I, interesting I really data. like the... the, the you can geek out with this. The volume of stats that yeah. you can get yeah. um, from the BBL games is is great. I know when you go from NBL, um, like National League, the National League, when you go to, I think it's Division 2, at that point you have to have a statistician. Um, yep. Personally, I love to see those fouls of most, most personal fouls in a season. <laughs> I love that one. It's like Dave Butler with 400 fouls. It's like, okay. Um, but yeah, but so by the time you get to the BBL, they are the benchmark for stats, Mark. Yep. And that in, the the quality of information that you're seeing there, yep. you know, just highlights that fact. I mean, it does say the on the top, life stats powered by Genius Sports. So whoever's done that. Yeah, perfect. Great matchup because that, that is really, really nice and clear. So this well is, done for this that. This is for you. That is for you. <laughs> on to you. Well, I'm going to talk about the Newcastle Eagles, Mark, because it's been up and noise? down. Is there an eagle noise? Is that an eagle noise? Get out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what an eagle sounds like, but they've been up and down this week. They've been up and down this week. We were watching the uh, the London Lions uh, in the copper box, taking on the Eagles. Arguably, the Eagles should have won that. They should have won that and dealt the Lions the first L of the season. So, are you saying they lost it rather than London won it? Um, yes, I think I am. And just going back through the last couple of games, and I, I don't think I'm being harsh saying this to the Eagles, but I think their their challenge is closing out in the fourth quarter. From what I'm seeing. I mean, look, there was, I want to say, five and a half minutes left, six minutes left. They're up by 12. They're in the driving seat. I mean, 12 points is nothing in the world of basketball. But again, for the Eagles, it goes to that fourth quarter yeah. where they just can't close it out. Um, is that but, a pattern? Are we seeing that as a pattern, do you think? I think so. For them this season, yes, I think so. But um, you know what? They went back to the Eagles' nest uh, and it was the Leicester Riders. So, you know, two... Great teams to watch. Definitely all-stars in these two teams. Um, but, you know, so I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was 95, 90. That's, that's, that's what I'm back. I'm back, Mark. Um, and we got to talk about number zero, Ricky McGill. For the Leicester Riders, Mark. Yeah, 31 points, five rebounds and five assists. 
Nice. Also got to mention Jordan Johnson again. His yeah. name's come up a few yeah, times on this podcast. Times, you know, we number the uh, number 11 for the Eagles. 21 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Another special mention has got to, got to be, and his name's come up a few times on the podcast, and I don't know how to say his first name, but I'm going to say Murren. Murren Thomas, number three. He had a double-double, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, so that was for the uh, for the riders. But we are, i got to say, I think we're talking about All-Stars here, Mark. These Quick guys look. got to be looking at the All-Star team. Riders are a strong team. Riders, the games that Riders have been playing, they've, they've been a strong team. So for them to win, um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the Eagles. No, the Riders lost. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they lost by five points. But I got to give a shout out. Um, I do think that that Sheffield Shark play by Jalen Pipkins was my favourite of the week. Yeah. However, this was a close second, um, and it was a great moment um, from Leicester. Corey Samuels, number four, big number four, got a huge block to the uh, to the disappointment of big man 55 Taj Green um, I've got to say at the play if you focus on the big man he looks he's looking like hang on I've just been fouled there come on ref <laughs> he, he's disappointed but anyway um, Tevin Ollison number two grabs that ball goes coast to coast and I like the fact as he's going coast to coast um, oh, I'm trying to think of the Eagles player who it was. But anyway, he's got an Eagle player right on his back and he's on the left-hand side of the key at right at the end of going coast to coast. Yeah, And he can feel that contact and he goes up on the left, comes round to the right underneath the basket. Beautiful. Boom. Layup. Coast to coast. Nice. But it wasn't enough to stop the Eagles from um, claiming hope that home court win for them. What was that? How much by? Five points. I mean, it's a close game, isn't it? <clears throat> They're all close games. And I'm going to get onto this later uh, with one of my points. All the games seem to be fairly close. Do you think um, Newcastle's no, grounds no, have I don't lots say of all the sticks around the outside? Because eagles' nests are made of sticks. And they, I'm just saying, they could. It's just the name I made up. But an yeah, eagle's they could. nest is called an eerie. Do you know that? Or an eerie. I think the eagle's nest sounds better than we're going to the eerie. Sounds like a little house on the prairie, eerie. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it was, um, you know, there are a lot of close games of these teams. Yeah. A lot of close games. Um, and Ironically, then, except the Sorry Scorchers one. They, they, yes. That, that yes, was yes, yes, 26. Yes. That, was, that was a big punch. But, you know, on that high, they then travel to the Bristol Flyers. And they lose by six. Mm. It was like, oh man, look, the Eagles are here. They're here. They're on a roll. And again, Mark, I've got to say his name. Ricky McGill. Number zero. 36 points for the Newcastle Eagles. Jordan Johnson. Same name again. He chipped in with 17 points. But it wasn't enough to stop the Flyers from claiming the win. Um, I've got a, a highlight that the Flyers had five players in double digits as far as points go. Um, and T. John Lucas, number one. This is at Bristol, wasn't it? This is at Bristol. He yeah. looked great. Um, he's a great player and he controlled a lot of the offensive play. Um, and there was one great move, great move where he, he got a steal. And at one point, I thought he was going to dunk. Um, I thought he was going to dunk it, but he, 
he kind of arches his oh, arm yeah, right yeah. back and I was like, oh, here we go. Boom. And he just like laid up. Um, but what a player they've got there. What a player they've got, they've got there. You know, Ricky McGill, um, Jordan Johnson, they've got to be looking at potential all-stars there, Mark. Got to be. And that was the Absolutely. point that I wanted to make. What are you trying to show me on on this? On, on this? Purely on the score. Um, what have I written? I, no, no, I 97, you... 83. What did I say? Yeah, you said it was a six-point game. Oh, look, mate, I'm tired. You're tired and you haven't got your glasses on. Like, uh, I'm looking at your sheet and it says 97, 83. 97, 83. So, yes, 97, 83. What's your degree in again? Maths? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, you know, there, there is some ups and downs to the Eagles, but yeah. some great talking points it's a great talking points there um and you know exciting basketball well i mean from going from that exciting basketball i'm uh i'm gonna take it a different direction oh god what are you gonna say he's li- london lions lost the game not in the league no euro cup oh well we want him to win europe i do yeah, but who are they just, playing? I'm just saying, they actually lost the game. I know what you're saying. When I was on Facebook and it popped up London Lions, and I was like, "Oh man, someone's someone's dethroned the king!" And then I was like, "Oh, it's in Europe, damn." <laughs> yeah, 106, 102. So they only lost by four, and the the team, um, the Paris team, they were superb. There's no question of it. I would say it went into overtime because of Sam Decker. Now, if you remember, Sam Decker is the MVP from from the, the finals. From last year? Yeah. He hit a three to go into the uh, into the um, final stages. And I don't know if you saw that three, but that was about as clutch as it gets. It was one of those, um, almost a, a Steph Curry kind of move. Uh, I want to see if I can get it up for you now. Um, the way, not only did he hit it, but in that crunch time, you just think, respect for that um but to lose by that i think they lost that game i I would i will go to say i think they lost that game i think they could have won it um surprising that they didn't but you know um i'm gonna find a clip but in the meantime i would say massive shout out for them for doing that getting that stage paris just played better They, they just had a a big big dunk towards the end as well um, and a couple of decent three-point shots, I'd say. But it just seemed to be the Lions. Well, I don't want to ruin it for anyone watching it, but they seemed to have the game. And then they just kind of let it go. And you just think... Let it slip in the dying moments. Is yeah, that what happened? It was, it was just a bit of I've a... I've not sh- seen the highlights. just a bit of a shame. I'm just going to literally get to the point where you're going to see sort of some decent activity. Oh, this was, this was at the Copper Box? Yeah, it was at the Copper oh, Box okay. as well. And the stand of the basketball was great. This is the first overtime. If I let me roll it back to around here, that's the three. Look. All right. That's his clutch three. Look. That's to tie the game, to force it to overtime. Who's that? Big man number seven. <laughs> Who's that? That's that's our MVP, Sam Decker. So I'm looking at a laptop from an angle here so I can just see seven. Yeah, so that's Sam Decker. And you look at it and you think... That, that is clutch. That, that push it into overtime. But then what happens is they're making all the plays and all their players are coming up, pushing forward. But this they're is up. the three. This is the three that changes it. The dagger. Yeah, look. 
So look at the yeah. London are up. Tied game. So the Paris, game. big three with two minutes big left. Three. And then check out the dunk here. And th this is like, get out. Like, he just took over. Five points. So, I mean, I'm curious before, but it's at least at, a five point turnaround. So, oh, geez. So this yeah. could be a seven point turnaround. Oh, yeah. that was and the foul, was it? That was and the foul. So then that was last stage foul. Get one. Five seconds left. Two, five oh, seconds left. Four point game. Five seconds left. Forget about and that's it. it that, but fair play to him for hitting those twos as well. Because you go. But you got to look at that. Miss one of them. And London, then jacking someone at the end. Of the, yeah. London were winning. They were winning. And it was they, a they seven point turnaround. So yeah. Yeah. So they actually Clutch away. played by Paris. Yeah. Really, really good to see. Um, not to see them losing in that sense but good to see that their caliber as a team is Europe ready there's no question of that they are a good quality team but they're beatable and that's I think really important for all of the BBL teams to see whether they took the foot off the gas whether they got complacent I don't know what it was because they were at home and they thought this, you know Paris are coming to us I don't know what it was but they just lost that game. And uh, it was right there. They were fighting all the way up and to have clawed their way back in into an overtime. Anyway, so commiserations to the Lions, but you know, you're doing all right domestically at the moment. So they're dominating domestically, Mark. And that yeah. is going to take me to my next point. Yes, sir. Is that good for the league? And the, the reason I wanted to talk about this because I've had a few people um, comment to me about um maybe the way we phrase stuff um or you know you've had a few emails come in about it saying you know some of the way we phrase stuff we're like oh man like i've done on this podcast oh man we thought we saw the uh, the first l come yeah and i just want to highlight our view on it is there is so much that is right with the london lions but what where we're coming from is we want to see an exciting league and exciting finish to league. And it is. However, and this is what I'm going to say, and this is where I was getting last week, which is why a few people commented. If the Eagles don't beat them in the Eagles' nest, yep. upcoming game, yep. they're 11-0. Is the season over? Yeah. I mean, is the season over? Like, you know, in second place, you've got, who is it, Bristol? Yeah. Bristol Flyers, I mean, I can't see that from here. How many losses they got? Three? Yeah, six and three. They got three. So they've played just over a quarter of their season. They got three losses. The Lions are going to have to have something serious happen. Yeah. Um, and this is where this question that came up that we were talking about, the team budgets. And we were like, is that why they're so dominant? Because... I don't know how to phrase it. Is budget the right word? Is it? Is the fact the people who own the league own them? No, but I mean, like, I think that, say, the budget they have for yeah. that team yeah. and the, what they're, I'm guessing, paying the players or yeah. the players they can um, attract to the club, I think there's probably a big void between that and everyone else. Yeah, and this is not to disrespect any of the other players because <clears throat> there are some standout players on each and every team, no question. The difference is, with the Lions, you don't have one or two high-caliber players. You have six or seven. I mean, I bet they're, they're dominating. Yeah, but they're now eleven and zero. Well, 
you brought up today, actually, the fact that the, the actual league has had loads of movement this week and people have been reshuffling and moving around. But actually, um, for all of the shuffling and that sort of stuff, we, London just sit at the top. It's, so it, it's going back to our old statement of there's almost two leagues. You have a top one, maybe two teams, and then you have everyone else. And, yeah. and that, I mean, and, and I said to that to you really early. Yeah, and and, and that, I, I've been joking, saying the see. Oh, sorry, I apologise. It's they're ten and zero, not eleven and zero. No. Oh, you, sorry, they'll be eleven and zero if they be beat the Eagles. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Um, and you know what? It reminds me of. It reminds me of. Can you remember? Um, oh, what year would it have been? Um, eighteen twenty-seven. No, it wasn't eighteen twenty-seven. I'm thinking Formula One, when you had. Um, at Red Bull, you had Vettel yep. and Weber. Uh, at Ferrari, it's got to be early two thousands. You had at McLaren, you had Hamilton and uh, Jensen Button. Uh, they were at that was two thousand and eight. Okay, at Ferrari, you had um, Alonso and i got, I got messy in my head. Massa. Massa. You're Massa. talking probably 20... 2004, 2005, maybe? I don't no, know. No, 2008, 2009, this 2010, is before, 2011. Yeah, this is before like Vettel just on his way of dominating for that four-year period. Well, Anyway, I loved Formula One. Yep. And then all of a sudden, when it turns to the point where it's like Red Bull on pole, they're just going to drive around and they're going to win people and, and all of the focus is on 12 yeah yeah and all the focus is on third and fourth or the fifth and sixth those those great um you know races that they're mm. having and very similar to hamilton dominating it's um, not the first time five years it's not the first time we've talked about the parallels between this and formula one yeah it, yeah, yeah, yeah and i think the interesting thing is because formula one is a league of one you don't get you know, yeah. if, if you come bottom that day, next year, off you go again. Yeah. You don't get demoted or anything like that. It's you're in it or you're not. And I think that's what, and with the same thing, who has, who has the money and who has the investment and who has the backing? And Formula One's the same thing. It's like, it doesn't matter who, Sauber have engines from Ferrari, great, but they're not backed by them. So yeah. they well, are not in the same tier. You can see the correlation of yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. And, and I loved Formula One. And I, I used that um, in the past sense. Yep. Because I loved watching it, but I love to watch exciting racing. And when someone's on pole and it's like, okay, they're going to win. Like if you look at um, Verstappen this season, I mean, that he's won. Good, that was a good attempt at his name. What? How do I say it? Verstappen. Verstappen. When, when, when the Dutchman has won. Um, <laughs> the flying Dutchman. I mean, how many, how many races has he not come first? I think it's like two or three. Yeah. I mean, when you have that dominance, I do think you'll lose spectators because they go, "Oh, he's on pole. All right, okay." Well, they did ask Michael Jordan, "Is it the shoes?" Yeah. <laughs> well, and I got to tie that correlation to the BBL standings yeah. and that's why and and that's hopefully explains why when we see the Lions it's not a fact that we don't like the Lions no we want the league to be interesting yeah. and the only way the league's going to be interesting for that championship 
is if the Lions start picking up some losses. Yeah, and and also I'd I'd like to see them as in not that they are losing, but I want to see the other teams winning, and I think that's the important thing. Every time you see oh, the Lions are going to be playing someone, it's like well we pretty much know the inevitable score. So that's why it'd be nice to see oh someone overturned them, which was why when Paris came and they overturned them and I think in hindsight the Lions will look back and say we should have won that game once we got it into overtime Paris were do very dominant they're, they're a great team there's no quite you're not taking anything away from either team but at one point it was theirs and they just didn't have enough in the tank uh, which was almost what we see in the league with other teams against the Lions they just they yeah have, they've just got more depth and if if you look at the last I'm just looking through the last five games here so they beat Surrey by 12 yeah they beat um, Sheffield by what's that 16 they beat Newcastle by five that was the close one they beat Cheshire by 19 they beat Giants by five there are those close games when people can do it um, and yet when we look at the table about where people are standing so I did table last week. You can do table this week. Where are Newcastle? And they get a they got a really close game with the Lions. But where are they sitting? Yeah, the they're seventh. Yeah. The seventh, currently seventh in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yet they ran them so close. Some of them have played less games yes. than the Lions. Yeah. So you know that is going to change. If you look at someone like I think it was uh, Caledonia, you know they've only played six games so far. Yeah. So, Leicester's on seven. Um, but uh, you know what? I just that hopefully explains that point why we're looking at the lions going you know what it'd be good if they lose because the league will be more exciting which um, is a beautiful segue to my next point all right okay bbl are going transatlantic i know mark i know this now i was i am happy to admit i was completely why are they doing this? And there's quite there's a few memes. This is huge. There's a few memes this that are floating around. Huge. And on the surface, it sounds ridiculous. But bear with us, because I think, as you say, this is pretty huge. So for those who don't know, the BBL are actually now going to be shown, not on Sky, not just on Sky Sports that, that you announced a little while back, but they're going to be on this new sports network. Uh, the, the funny thing about this, well, I say not a new sports network, but it's called NESN. NBC Sports, regional network. Wow. NESN is a really interesting one. It's called the New England Sports Network. And this is owned, the NESN is owned part by the people who own Boston Red Sox, Liverpool, and Pittsburgh Penguins, but also by a company called Delaware North, who happen to own, amongst other things, the Celtics, TD Garden, and the Boston Bruins. So this whole network um, is designed for sports coverage. So the idea of the BBL going over to them is very much the BBL is a package and it's an entertainment package. It's a product. And that answers many, many, many of our questions about why things were put the way they were on the website why things are pitched a certain way. It all makes sense when you suddenly look at the BBL as a standalone league, as a product. 
and then putting on this network you think this is great so now they're going to have sky broadcasting still have highlights and, and games on youtube and they're also going to now have games on nesn so that's quite interesting well i think it highlights that the bbl um the owners of the bbl are pushing the ex uh, what's the right word not the expansion but the um the size of the league they want to push yeah. it yeah i mean of course they do um and that's great that's 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 great and if there's an audience in america that then starts getting involved i mean that's only going to do the bbl um you know a service the only thing i did wonder is we've been to america we've seen what basketball um broadcasting is like over there yeah could nbc sports be the junction of where we go to watch bbl because if they're if they're Maybe. if they're doing what we're used to seeing in basketball when we're over there you know that might be it's i think just, it's what sky sports should be doing if you know what i mean just for clarity uh, anyone listening always that excited about this i think he thinks he's going to be doing the announcing himself i am i am well up for that you're open to offers i yeah yes you would would you commentate or would you just i will do whatever they need mark really mascot whatever they need yeah any sn mascot teas coffees british representative in north america yeah i, I imagine they want someone <laughs> better than i oh god look at you looking for praise um but it is exciting that it is going to branch out and if you're going to test it anywhere why not test it in north america because that's the biggest market for basketball yeah so you know that is really their test run now the ceo obviously of the bbl at the moment is an american gentleman as well but he has experience with the networks and has experience with um like the NBA and, the, and, and professional basketball. So it'd be very interesting to see how this product develops. Um, but, I, I, but that's why the Lions, I think, are so such a important figurehead for the BBL. Because outside of the UK, a lot of people, if you said, my friend lives in London, do you know him? The amount of times I've had that and I've been in a different countries, like, you know how far away that is and how many people are here, but... It, London is the one that everyone knows in the UK. So it does only make sense that the Lions are held up. Now, of course, if they get dethroned and there's a, there's a new champ on the block, well, then that's it all. As you mentioned, there's a rivalry, perhaps, that they can promote. That would be really exciting. With Sky Sports? Any of them. Well, yeah, yeah, that was the first thing when I read this news. I thought, wow, that could be great for, yeah. for a fan. And I go to a channel and I'm watching it like i'm getting news like you would for like if you go on sky sports news and you, the football and any other sport and i just thought wow that's what you want from a basketball sense well, it's going to be thursdays and fridays they're going to do the shows out in the states well we'll have to see yeah it will be interesting because we ha we have a lot of games obviously we do the podcasts sometimes early midweek usually to try and catch all the games that are through the end of the week and the weekend um so they're going to be doing games as at the start of the week almost so they're we're the prequel to them so to speak <laughs> i mean i i yeah i agree i think that's it's it's great for the bbl yeah and it's um you know widening widening the reach of 
British basketball, isn't it? Be interesting to see who else picks it up. If it does, does is successful there, be interesting to see who picks it up. Can I also confirm, Mark? And I know people have been asking about this. I haven't yet received a reply back from Sky Sports yet, but I am checking my mailbox daily. What? Uh, what are they? What's the reply? As no, I haven't had a reply yet. You haven't to, to my oh, long God, email yeah. about what I'm they could to do. Wipe that from my memory. <laughs> right. Great news. Over to you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. That is the end of this part. But do not worry because coming soon is the second part of this episode and it will be available soon.